Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right. Welcome, everyone. We are back for another podcast. I got Brendan Teeger joining us from the West Coast. We're in the UK at the moment. Brendan, how's it going? Good, man. What yourself? Very well, very well. You know, living the dream, playing poker, traveling the world, all good. I'm not not complaining. I know you also play some poker. You also travel a lot. You got a very interesting, uh, from what, you know, I don't, we don't know each other personally, but uh, I, I keep in touch and, and I follow along with you and you look like you are always moving and shaking. So for those that maybe aren't familiar with you, you know, you check him out. We'll show you his Instagram and, and his other, he has a YouTube channel and other stuff, but give us a little bit of background on who is Brendan Teeger. Tiger on Instagram and what, what do you do? Who are you? Where did you come from? Give us, give us a little bit about yourself. Okay, for sure. Um, but before I go into that fully, just uh, my lifestyle is complete opposite of Jess. He plays poker for a living. I have an awesome living, so I get to play poker. And um, I guess that's why we got to hit it off with the world on social media. But um, my name is Brandon Teeger. I am 26 years old. Um, I guess the best way to explain me is I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I got started in the whole business of owning my own business like six years ago um and i really blew up in like the social media space the e-commerce space the marketing space and um just recently i actually i actually just got back from australia about six months ago and that's actually where i picked up poker because i lived there for three years and if you guys know anything about poker in australia yeah i came to america as a degenerate because poker in australia is fire but um when i came here uh i noticed that influencers and youtubers were like the kings of everything at this point social status and social media is pretty much up there when it comes to any type of business whatsoever like you're seeing jeff right now host this thing like this is social like it's insane like and this is helping poker get out there this is helping every industry get out there but that's my background i know how to get things out there so yeah that's awesome it's true it's it really is about what's going on these days what, what part of australia were you in oh i was in gold coast and then brisbane um, but I traveled to Sydney and Melbourne a lot. So I definitely played a bunch uh, at a lot of those uh, star gold uh, star casinos and stuff like that. Very cool. And what's the, uh, so give us what the poker you, you're mostly cash games then, or do you play yeah. some tournament ever? Or do you, what, what do you like? What's your favorite game of choice? Oh, I lately five card PLO. Yeah. Again, degenerate. Five cards. Wow. Really going for it. I don't even play that. That's, that is a little degen in there. Give me, give me that deep, deep, uh, deep freaking uh, five ten five card PLO deep stack. Oh, that's, that's, that's your go too. I love it. What? So in in Vegas, you actually reside now in Vegas, but you split time. Is it? What's the breakdown of time of year? Uh, LA, Vegas, probably about twenty days in Vegas for every month and ten days in California. But then obviously I travel a bunch, so I get to go check out a bunch of casinos while I travel and stuff. So I've played at a lot of places like. I run into a lot of pros in Vegas, which is really cool. But, you know, obviously they're just doing their thing. <laughs> I'm not a poker yep. player. I am a poker player. I don't think I can. I'm not a professional poker player. It's uh, not. It's a hobby. It's a strong hobby for you. Oh, dude, if, I, if I could just do it full time, I'd love to. But, you know, guys got to work. Yeah, you got. Yeah, it's all exactly. It's fun, man. That's great. Well, yeah, we'll have to uh, next time I'm in Vegas. I'll make sure I, we link up or L.A. I'll, I'll check in and we'll try to uh, play some cards, meet up, have some fun. Uh, what's the longest session you've ever played? What's the longest you've ever like got to a casino and you just ran it? 13 hours. It's a nice, nice session. Book to win, I hope. 
Oh yeah, no, crushed it. Crushed yeah, it. Yeah, that's the one that's been going well. What's the, what's the most you've ever what's the best session you've ever had? Like bought in for a thousand or two and took I've seen some good sessions lately. I've seen it, I've seen it on your Instagram, you've had some nice wins. I've had some decent wins recently, but I think my biggest one was I bought him for ten K, walked out with a little over forty. But that was a and believe it or not, that was a one two PLO game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Those are yeah, that's awesome, man. That's a, that's a lot of fun. What to you as because I want to hit on the business stuff. I just want to talk yeah. a little. A lot of our audience is generally poker, but it's always, you know, it's interesting people doing cool stuff. Tell me a little bit about being someone who doesn't play professionally. When you go to a live casino and you're playing, do you feel that it's fun? Do you feel like the games are generally um, inviting for someone that's not a professional or is there a lot of tanking? Is it too serious? Do you feel like it's not enjoyable or, or a lot? Of, I mean, obviously you like poker, but how does that feel when you go step into like the win or encore and you play, or I mean the encore poker room and like you're playing generally, what's the vibe for you? How do you like it? I mean, for me, it's my, my vibes are all, like, my vibe doesn't get affected by people, people are sitting down. Like I, in poker, the whole point is to find your edge. Right. And like my edge is what you get, what most people see as their, I don't know, their living, their rent, their mortgage is on the table. Like I, I play a little bit. Uh, I use the, what you would call unicorn math a lot. A lot of people use the statistics and math lot, but like, I don't know. I, I get excited when I go sit down with a bunch of uh, full timers, people that play full time. Cause I'm just sitting there. Cause I'm just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't think I've tilted in over two years. Like I'm in a good, I'm always in a good vibe. I'm, when I sit down, I'm ready to lose the money that I have, but you know, obviously put my best, but like, I don't know. The energy is pretty good. I mean, I think you get what you, you give. So that's fine. Um, okay. Well, beautiful. All right. So let's dive in a little bit. Now you come over, what year did you come to the, to the U S when did you actually make that, that move? Uh, I came back to the U S about six months ago, but I moved to America when I was like three or four from Korea. Yeah. Oh, Korea. Really? Which, uh, which part of Korea? Uh, Daegu, um, South Korea. You got any, I'm actually going to Korea for the first time in February. So I'm going to have to hit you for some suggestions. I'm sure. Have you been to Jeju or have you been back to Seoul? Been to Jeju, Seoul, everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I'm, all right. That's another thing. You got to give me some hot tips, man. I'm, I'm like breaking the chair. I heard Korea is amazing. So I'm looking forward to going over there. Um, oh, yeah. To, yeah. It's a good place. Enjoyable spot. Yeah. You'll love it. It's, it's one, it's a uh, super technologically advanced. Like I remember when I was like 12 when I was visiting, they already had FaceTime and public Wi-Fi and internet. So you, you it's, it's, it's insane. 12. So that's 14 years ago. So yeah, like, they're, they're ahead of the game. Way ahead. Way ahead. I think that a statistic is they're seven years ahead in technology to the U.S. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, okay. So, all right. You moved to Vegas and did you just, how did you, like, I'm looking here at your social media account and it's impressive. I mean, you got, you have a big following. I see that you, you know, you, you have a lot of interesting stuff. You do a lot of giveaways. It seems like your energy is, it just seems very, I was Immediately, I can kind of tell you're someone that just seems very positive, very upbeat. You post a lot of sort of, you know, like up inspirational sort of messages and, and these type of things. Have you always been like that? And what got you to head into this industry? You said you noticed the social. This is kind of where the world's going. But like when you got to the U.S., and at what point did you sort of make the, the move into getting into some of these type of um, social businesses and, and, and social media? Well, I've been using social media to grow my businesses for about like five years now, right? 
but I didn't, I never focused on like becoming like a brand or an influencer. I was always building the businesses or building the brands. Um, but when I got back, I had an opportunity to work with like big YouTubers, like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Tana Mojo, um, Tanner Fox, like all these big, big time YouTube celebrities. Um, and I just didn't let it go to waste. Like these guys, like these guys are young, but these guys are multimillionaires. Like they're moguls in their industry. Like they might be entertainers to us or celebrities to us, but they're, they're big time freaking businessmen. Like all of them. It's insane. It is, it is its own world. It's, it's wild. I see here you're, you're sitting here with Logan Paul and how do you, what, when you work, you say you do work with these guys, are you, what are you doing specifically? You're doing, you're, you're building, like, are you on a day to day party? Talk, talk to me a little bit about like what your actual business is then. So what's your relationship or how does it work with like, let's just take one of these big name guys like Logan Paul is obviously people know him in the, in the space. Like what, what, what specifically are you working with or, or collaborating with him on? Or is he more of a friend mentor? Like how, how does that so Logan is uh, Jake Paul's brother, right? So I've heard, I, I got to work with Jake Paul on the Tana, uh, the Tana and Jake Paul wedding, which was a huge event. It was like the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie event of YouTube. Like it was like the biggest thing. Um, and I got to partner up on that and that allowed me to get into all their networks and integrate like my industry with theirs. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of these guys, what they do is they get like huge brand deals and stuff like that. But if a brand's willing to pay you five, 10, 15, $20,000, they're probably making 20, 50, 100, maybe a million bucks or they wouldn't keep on doing it. Right. Um, my world is building businesses and brands. So like, I actually know the actual cost of these products that they're selling using their names and their brand. Right. So my whole intent after I got into that field is why not help these YouTubers instead of just taking brand deals, see if those are profitable products, source them, have them actually own the business and help them build that kind of, uh, build an actual brand and business that they own instead of just like, you know, whore out their, their name when they don't need to do that. Like brand deals are going to dry up eventually, right? Like it's not going to be a forever thing, but you can build up a business and sell it and actually become an entrepreneur. And so how, give us an example. How many people are in your team? How have you expanded? And uh, what, what, what advice would you give to someone? Cause this is, this is a cool thing where, you know, you probably, I would imagine you're working not, you don't work nine to five. You, you kind of like, we're on the move, you're on the go, you're working when you want, probably work more than even nine to five, right? Like that's how I feel. I, I don't have a set time, but it's cool. Cause you can always do what you want when you want, you can go right. hang out, you can, you can, you can go take a day off or three days off, but you could work. 18, 20 hours a day, you know, just at your own speed. So um, how do you kind of, how do you find like a schedule balance that and, and how do you manage a team and how many people are on your team? It's a lot of questions, but give us a little bit of a look inside your, your uh, network of how it works. Okay. Easiest question to answer first. So num- member numbers of number of people on my team. So probably about oh, my media team consists of about seven people of a full-time production of media team. Um, my, uh, I've got a team of probably two to three that handle all the social sides of things when it comes to like funnels and stuff like that. Um, my partner in that is insane. Um, and then, uh, day to day, basic day to day is like being like, just, you just gotta be on call. Like you never know, like it's 24 seven. It's not a nine to five. It's a freaking 12 to 12, you know, like it, it, the freedom is good because there are some days where it could be like, you're working maybe a couple hours, but then you know, it's a business. Like there's always fires to put out. Like that's just life. And, um, yeah, like day to day, I don't, I, I can't give you a day to day answer. You can't even give me a day to day answer. You never, I can't, I can't, but I, that's why I, sometimes I, I'm curious. I'm just curious though, 
do you so like when you go and wake like you try to get out are you an early morning person is it does it depend because sometimes you probably play poker very late or whatnot but generally you try to get up and get moving and get your day going early yeah i notice myself being way more productive if i'm up before like seven o'clock mm-hmm. um, but again yeah obviously there are days that i have a late night session and i'm still awake at seven o'clock and i'm one of those guys that like don't go to bed in the daytime so like i'll just push on through like no naps no yeah i'm not one of those guys so like i'll play a session from like 10 p.m to 7 a.m and then i'll just freaking you know get some coffee and act like i went to bed and then go to bed at the time and run through it i love it tell me a little bit about this elx bell what's that what does that stand for what is that it stands for e-label so that's one of my newest projects that i'm working on and that's focused on building people's businesses and brands and really just turning people from like i guess turning their skill set into something that it can be monetized correctly like whether your talent or whether you have a skill set where you know how to make money online or whether you have something to teach whether it's like flipping shoes or it could be credit repair it could be e-commerce whatever it is but our label it's, it's basically an entrepreneur label like a record label but for entrepreneurs type of thing um since i got so lucky to be connected with these huge influencers um not everyone and anybody can just get connected with them and like try to work with them or do deals with them but that's where again our edge is so basically we connect the biz op world with this new influencer world that's really just taking over and how important is crossover you know that's something that that's something i'm really looking at trying to do more of because i think it's super interesting also why i created uh, this podcast channel where I didn't want to have it. Jeff girls. I have a, I have a YouTube channel, Jeff girls poker, but I didn't want to just do podcasts on that channel because I didn't want to be pigeonholed to poker, right? Like here we're talking, you're not, you play some poker, but you know, I like talking to people that are successful, motivated, hungry uh, to create in different industries. So for example, how would be, is that something that you look to do is really like cross network with different industries and, and different people? Can you talk a little about strategy on how that works? Like how you might connect some YouTubers or people of different genres together. Is that, is there, is that a big thing, a big strategy? So like for me, like uh, collaboration is key always, no matter what, like what, what, what takes somebody from zero to hero in any type of like social platform is virality and collaboration. Those two things do something that gets caught by a mass amount of people's attention or you're going to collaborate with somebody and you cross over your audiences and see what happens there, what magic happened there. Right. So like, I think one of the best examples, it's like, remember the good old days when everyone just played live, huge cash games and then the internet players started playing with the old school players. Like once Tom Dwan started mixing with freaking the, the freaking Phil Ivey's and the freaking uh, po- Doyle Brunson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's when poker became freaking, what was that? That's the golden age of poker, right? Or was that the silver age? I, I don't know. It's but, in that, yeah, it was a medal. It was on the podium. It was a, it yeah. was big. It was a big, big moment and big, very high interest. And you merge two different worlds and like, and then now somebody doesn't know Doyle Brunson knows him or and Tan Duan, the older guy's like, whoa, who's this? So yeah, that's a great example. I get it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, so that, and is that something your group, do you guys look to make those connections? Is that something you are actually, is that part of the e-label? Always, 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 because not just the e-label side, right? Like anything like, um, so basically what we try to do is integrate these influencers with audiences because the influencer world is so different because basically when you normally, when you build a business or company or product, you then try to find an audience to sell it to. When you're an influencer, you have the audience and people that want to buy something from you, and then you have to decide what you want to sell them. 
Like it's a complete, it's, it's a complete 180. So when you bring exactly. them together, you get, you get something pretty, pretty epic. Give me a bit of an idea on the scale of, I think it's sort of similar with, you know, you hear numbers like Ninja on Twitch and some mm-hmm. of these guys making 30, 40 million a year. And I, I know some of the, I know also, I mean, there's, there's pockets, I imagine different sections of, of the, you know, Logan Paul's and, and then there's like the guys like Wanpa and those, you know, I know some of those guys through a friend of mine and uh, Car- Carmela Rose and some of these other YouTube big South Amer- Latin American stars, like giving me an idea on the scope of what type of money is is funneling through and some of these people if i you know you know obviously if you know specifically one of these i'm not asking for their salary but just give me like a range on that industry like what the top people are making and and how 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 massive it really is because it's almost like how the new hollywood like even at the academy or the globe the awards they were joking like no one's watching movies no one's watching tv which isn't totally true, but it kind of is true, right? Netflix, these series, even mainstream actors are moving to these shows. And then you got the YouTube stars that, you know, the kids are watching, like young, young kids aren't watching these. They're, they're not watching TV. They're watching YouTube and stuff. So, so tell me how big this is and what kind of scale is it? Well, for example, there's a 80 year old kid that reviews toys that made 20 million last year, just off of ads that's not including merchandise that's not including brand deals that's not including everything else so just off of google adsense just reviews 20 million dollars right so then you look at people like you know people that are older like the jake pauls that are macro influencers and logan pauls and stuff like that well they're a bit older so they might not have made as much off adsense this year but you know they own businesses. They own. They 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 have. Co- they they work with a lot of companies. Like they have that business savviness, or they have managers that do that too. So, like people don't really ever understand how big these guys are making it because like when they just hear, oh yeah, they made ten million dollars off YouTube this year. Wow, that's crazy. Well, that's not the only income stream that they have. Like it's right. it's a lot bigger than people give credit for. But even what they give credit for, it's already pretty freaking big. It's, it's similar on Twitch, too, because that's a question I get asked a lot. How much money do you make on Twitch or YouTube? But it's not really about that because the truth is it's not it's not glamorous a lot of the time. But that's how you get your name out there, right? That's how you get the uh, the affiliate deals. That's how you get the, the sponsorships, the other deals. Like, that's where the real money is. But if you actually look at what the money is off of specifically that, it may not be sound quite as dramatic or, or, or as good a, as it really is. And uh, that it's super, it's super, super interesting. And how are these guys having agents? Like most of these guys have agents yeah. at this point. Yeah, they have managers, agents, teams, legal teams. Like they're, they're built, they're, they're a business. Like literally you think of any big YouTuber, they have a company name. That's their name that ends with LLC. Like they have, they like they're, they're a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it, it's crazy. Like, What's it called? Like you see how like I just thought of this, and this might sound a little off topic, but like it, it's like you have to keep up with the trend, right? Like I just noticed yesterday that basically um, it went from like documenting how people are playing on their computer for online poker. Now I'm seeing smartphone poker apps being freaking screen, uh, screen recorded, being uploaded. And people love that stuff. Like you should see the views on just Instagram, IGTV right now. And right. I'm just, dude, this is the next stage of online poker. It's the phone poker. I'm like, oh my god, like, this is crazy. Like we're, we're, an example of someone you've seen doing that because, you know, par, so for party poker, mm-hmm. for example, they 
are doing, they have a brand new app because, you know, the, the it's kind of archaic, like the, even the major brand stars, um, Party Poker, 888, these ones, they have a mobile client, but it's not good. It's like from old software. It's not that fun interactive. Now, you know, you look at Zynga's and these other sites, there's like, they have, they've got this like crazy interactive fun. You can throw stuff at people. You can talk and all this. So now Party just released this and the first step, but it is. It's it's like game changing. Like me as someone who like knows, loves poker, I would say like that it was like a twenty out of a hundred and now it's like a ninety-five all of a sudden. And that's a big deal because mobile is that's what people are doing, right? They're on the subway, they're on their way to work, they're messing around, they're they they're in an Uber and they they're gonna play. Like not everyone's sitting playing ten hour, eight hour sessions online and this is the future. So where where have you seen that? Because I've seen it and it's brand new, but like are you party poker team? Yeah, just Jamie, his because he's, he's just yeah. his views, like, especially just, like I'm not saying just for a poker player, but like poker players aren't like um, entertainers, right? Like, right. Players. So, like, when I see on IGTV, I'm seeing Jamie Staples playing on the Party Poker app, and I'm seeing 20,000 views, which compared to YouTube and these celebrities, like, it might not be insane, but. When it comes to being a poker player online, which again, you guys are not entertainers. You guys are poker players. You guys are there to I trade. There's some, and I think that's that's the key, right? Because would you rather see the number one poker player in the world playing? And that might be an extreme because that would be like if you see Fedor or you know mm-hmm. some Dan Coleman or one of these guys, like yeah, you're gonna tune in or Negreanu or whatever. But like t- say like a world class player who's uh-huh. not entertaining, engaging, it's not gonna be that fun or it well, doesn't work. You're gonna have kind of a hybrid mix. But yeah, to your point, you're right. You know, that's not by trait. That's not like what they're they're, they're not a that's not their main focus is, right. is that. So, but you're you're saying you see that that app or seeing that on there and that to you is that that, that, that like it's home. That shift is gonna it's happening right now. Like I I saw I saw it starting about I was in Australia, right? So I got introduced to you know triple P. Like so just club some some app club games that everyone's on, and I'm like, oh cool. And then there's a guy that manages it, so I'm playing it. And then next thing I know, I'm not, I'm not going to the casino as much. I'm playing at home while like while I can work at the same time, while I can cook my food at the same time, while I can freaking watch TV at the same time. Like yeah, if you think about it, you're talking about saving hours of travel. Like even it starts if you, and then also that you can actually have better games because of the proximity. Now you're not just going to the Aria or the encore and playing against the happen to be at the table. Like you might be playing people in the world, you know, that, that the, the online poker sort of took a big dive. I mean, it did black Friday, right? I mean, you, Australia shut down what I think yours was two years ago or so where they, they like made it, they closed it or three years ago. Um, and then for the U S it was uh, April 15, 2011 when they like, I mean, that was a huge deal. Liquidity, it shuts down the U S things kind of shifted. Now you see Pennsylvania, get legal michigan gets legal i think new york massachusetts are coming up potentially and there's already five states now party poker coming to nevada but i mean that that's there's a big influx and that's that's got a big opportunity and, and that's cool to hear you say what's that how soon's party poker coming here i'm trying to play on the app dude uh it's it is soon i believe there's uh it, it's not long i think it's um i think it's going to be I, I saw re- articles about it. I, I'm here in the UK. I'll chat and see if they know any more specifics. But yeah, I mean, I would imagine within 2020, it'll be up and, and something running. So that'd be cool. Dude, I'll start spinning. We'll be ready for it. Um, all right, well, let's, ta- let's let's go on here. So you, we have, there's a lot of different things you're involved with. Tell me a little bit about what the giveaway 
gurus are because i have seen this it looks like it's a new thing but it's pretty cool like it sounds like i actually know from a friend of mine that does i'm pretty sure it's similar and and it's kind of like shout outs and those type of things where you can really you know pump up your 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 exposure and um and just sort of my understanding how it works but maybe you could give me a little more thorough uh target answer on what it is what does that mean what does giveaway gurus how does it work what's the idea sure so basically like um instagram growth has changed immensely in the past year um for the past like five years of me growing my instagram there's been tools like automation where you can like and comment based off co- uh, uh, hashtags and, and a software does on a computer so you can grow your audience and target it and have targeted leads right well instagram recently got rid of all of that and um, it's sort of basically everyone no no idea no, no one knows how to grow their social medias anymore except for morality and collaboration once again so the giveaway gurus it's based off a giveaway system where we partner up with a celebrity and that celebrity is willing to uh, post on their social media and tell everyone to go follow um, a page and follow everyone that page is following for a chance to win x amount of money merchandise concert tickets uh, whatever it may be um, like we have a couple of giveaways coming um, coming in this uh, month like the big one is uh, jake paul and little pump um you have to to be a part of the giveaway um, to get a slot. It's more, it's ten thousand dollars to have a slot to be one of the people that all these people follow. But all these people that follow enter the giveaway to win a chance to win ten thousand dollars. Like it's it's basically the only way to grow on social media or to grow on Instagram right now, unless you're doing viral content twenty four seven. And, and give me an f- idea because there's so much of this stuff out here where you hear about these type of things and there's scams and there's like all this stuff. And, you know, for me, I've done some advertising paid, you know, targeted stuff over the over my years. But, you know, I, I'm always very careful because you, I know of people, I even have friends, they have these accounts that are basically fake or, you know, you can get the followers jacked up, but then it doesn't you know, it doesn't really make sense because then the, the amount of likes, it's not, it's not organic, right? It's like you're, you're paying, saying it's oh. fake, it's bots, it's all shit. Like never would want to do that. But, you know, you know, I'm a big believer. If you have good content, if you're doing interesting stuff, it's like, it's fine to try to spend some money, promote and get your, get your awareness. So it sounds like what that is. Um, but how, how does that ratio work? And what would you say, is that how true is that? Like if it's some random person, that's really not doing anything and they just want to be cool per se, or like get their, their page up and they just pay and do this. It's going to be different than someone that is doing stuff has content is active. Right. Cause if like some of the, you, you can get the, the follower growth to grow, but if you don't have any content or any, right. any doing, it's just, I mean, people are going to go to follow the instructions, but then they may just unfollow or whatever, but right. like, so give me a little bit of a, of a rundown of how that, how that works and who is it made for specifically or is it for anybody so i would i I never recommend it to everybody so it's it's for people that want to shoot their shot i want to have a shot of being seen by uh immense amount of people and grab and keep their attention right so like a giveaway isn't a solution to just become relevant or viral online what it is is that it gives you an influx of an audience, an audience of someone that, that you look up to that's a celebrity, whatever it is, and then now it's your turn to captivate that audience, put out the put out the content, put out the right. you know put in the time and hours. Like when I got involved in this give um, the, the the I got involved in the biggest giveaway last year. Like it, it was with like over sixty seven influencers. It was like one of the biggest ones. It took me from like uh, forty thousand people following me on Instagram 
to over 200,000 people following my Instagram. And how but much? I, a lot. Like about, I think it was like 25,000. That was a lot of money. But what happened was I actually retained the most out of all my peers that registered for this giveaway because I got myself integrated into the storyline. I started working with the YouTubers. I started flying in to all the events. I started, you know, documenting, started doing podcasts, interviews, putting out content, working with them. And, you know, I maintained like 90% of the follow. But you spent, you spent how much on that? $25,000. And, and you think, and so that was, but for that, I mean, to go from 40 to, to over 200, that's a pretty serious jump in that. I mean, that's, uh, that, and especially because again, you have something, right. It's like in poker with coaching a course or promoting something or doing Twitch or having ways to generate revenue. If you have a way to generate revenue and you have a product, it's good. It's where it, it makes sense then to spend some money. Cause it's just really a, you know, it's, it's a, you're getting the money back in yeah. theory, right. With that type of influx. So what, give me, give me an example on your, so what this, cause I'm fascinated with this stuff. Honestly, I think it's very interesting. I have, I have not done one of any of these type of things. So what would, what's something coming up here? What's like the next promotion with the giveaway gurus? I saw you just officially are doing this now. What do you said? There's one with J- Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Yeah, there's one with Jake soon. I think that, um, I have that all here. You find it all over, all, all over that page, I believe, but, um, the next one's with Jake and that one's supposed to gain about a hundred thousand, uh, a guarantee of a hundred thousand followers. And like one of the base things is like a good amount of growth. Um, that's a good price. Like with the, what you're aiming for is about 10 cents a follow. Like that's an insane price that you're getting. Um, that's like how you want to measure if you're getting the right. The right I feel like you're targeting me, man. Cause I got, I have like a 40,000 following. You're kind of, I mean, you're pretty interested. So like, let's just take mine for example. So I have exactly 40,000 right in that zone. And again, I, you, you know, I know you, we fall along with each other. I put a lot of content out. I got like, yeah hands and live stuff and interviews and podcasts. So you know, I feel like I'm confident that my product's good, that like I would be interested to showcase it and get some more people involved. Give me an example. How does that work then? So if I were to go ahead and like you're saying, all right, this, when is that giveaway? When does that happen? Um, Jake Paul is the 20th, but there's actually, there's actually one by a woman uh, named Kimberly Loiza on the 15th. And she, I was just like, oh, her estimated growth is about 250,000 followers and it's actually What's her name? Um, Kimberly Loiza. I don't know how to really pronounce it but the thing is it's like with the poker community doesn't poker have like a huge reach in like uh, South America's and stuff like yeah. poker got really big right her she's a, yeah she's an international giveaway so like she'll be doing she's she'll uh, that this is one of the celebrities that we have a contract with that will be pushing out a giveaway for our company I see her right now Loiza. she's got 16 million and she's an artist or what she does music or I believe so I mean, she's just yeah she, she does she does okay i'm looking at her she's got and yeah very yeah it looks like a very interesting um yeah big big following and how do you tell something like this because this is what i get tripped up on there are some people that are that have like a 10 million flat 15 million you know, obviously the verified check mark makes you feel more comfortable but how do you know someone's like they're legit. Like their stuff's like really legit. Cause what if they, is it more about like the engagement? You can see the amount of posts, the follows, the realness of it. Like, cause I've seen accounts with a million followers, even someone I know that's like, it's so obvious, even it's like not the fact that I know they wouldn't really have a million because of who like it just, they paid for it, but they didn't know it's like 12 comments for a million follow, you know, like, is there a way to sort of gauge and, and understand if someone's legit? 
Yeah, yes and no, because like I used to think that too. Like I'm like, oh, their metrics don't line up, or the comments don't line up, or the likes don't line up. But then I realized, you know, some people also fall out of relevancy, and also Instagram, the algorithm for Instagram is very, it's crap. Like the most amount of people that will see your stuff is maybe I think they said it's like what seven percent, and when you pass two hundred fifty thousand followers unless people are literally searching for you in your bio 24 seven, I think the reach drops all the way down to like one to 3% because basically as your following goes up, um, they, they choke and they choke and they choke the percentage of how many people see your stuff, but more people will be seeing your stuff, but the percentage is much oh, less. Yeah. That's interesting. So they actually, they really do throttle to that degree. Oh, yeah. I've actually seen some of my stories Sometimes, like I average, you know, my stories are pretty consistent, good numbers, but there's times where I'll see it like they put at 1000 and it just freezes at a thousand for like hours or something like where it doesn't move. And I look I, I'll, like, but it's like weird. And then I'll see, I just wonder on that too, like how, and how they, how they do that or like what they, that's just how they, that's just how it's done. Yeah. So Instagram is owned by Facebook. Facebook is the king of ads. Like at the end of the day, these social media platforms, especially because they're free platforms, we can't complain, right? Like they're free platform. Yeah. But if you want to be seen by everyone and any, everyone that you want to be seen by, you know, it costs money. Like you're going to have to pay for ads. How do they, how, how do you feel about advertising directly with through Facebook or Instagram and those things? Oh. I think it's the, I think we have a good, I think we have another three years left before everyone catches on and it costs too much for the average person to afford. Like literally, right. it's, it's not it's even cheaper than it does now. It's, it's still pretty cheap. Yeah, that makes sense. How, how, so, okay. This Kimberly Luiza, and give me an example of how this would work because I, I am curious and I think it's interesting. And again, I'm totally transparent in my stuff. I have no problem. Like, it's, it's, it's about a learning curve. That's why someone like you, I know you're reputable, I have mutual friends and and I know you do a good job and stuff like this is something that in theory makes sense to me, but I just wouldn't want to just like go to a random place and be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to spend X amount because I think it might be not legit or I don't know if the actual results will come in. So let's just take this one. This is the next one. It's coming on the 15th. Give me an exact example, how this would work with this uh, giveaway gurus um, with is is through giveaway gurus. That's correct for this. Yeah, we have a. Um, so how, how, how does that work? So basically, if you were to be a part of the giveaway, um, you'll be followed by a secondary account, um, and that secondary account will be shouted out by this main account by Kimberly, and she'll be giving instructions whether it be video or through a caption on if you want to enter a chance to win X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Um, all you have to do is like comment this post, follow this page, and follow everyone that this page is following, and. That's really it. And basically, those people will follow those instructions for a chance to win, and then you gain that following. But there's a, there's a two-step, right? Because after you gain that following, what are you going to do with it? If you're aware that this is a South American following, if I were you, I would start interviewing like South American players. Or if you're in you know, South America's playing poker, or you have content in the South Americas, like, I would do stuff so that they like, oh, okay, cool. This is just a random guy that's in a part of a giveaway. Like integration is key, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. But so give me an example on the metrics of that. That Cause let's just say what, what percent you think it, let's just, you're, you're estimating maybe a hundred thousand based on the oh, that, giveaway. That'll, that'll, work. that'll be, that'll be 250,000. Um, 250,000. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and how does, 
Facebook slash Instagram view that that type of thing like when when these type of things happen can they mess with it do they does it like how does that look because it, it let's just say i'm just saying if you're a, if you follow me and you know you know you watch my stuff a lot right like so if someone's watching it they're one of the people here on the podcast they check my instagram page every so often like people in the industry like i have a good idea what jamie staples has lex Veldhaus. you know i know where everyone's kind of at in instagram just because interesting right and i pay attention to these things now overnight if i go from four hundred forty thousand to three hundred thousand i mean i oh. guess okay that makes sense but it may look a little funny and is it really gonna would like how much do you expect to drop out of those those gains from the giveaway? How much would just immediately fall off usually? It would really depend on like how you, you know, re- what you do to re- retain those followers, right? Again, the content stuff. But also at the same time, like um, when you do giveaways, which I recommend to everybody, is like I wouldn't hide that you're not – like I wouldn't say that you're not doing them. Like the thing is yeah. like I would – I'm so public about it. Like when I did the giveaway, I'm like, "Hey guys, enter this giveaway." I just, uh, I'm, I'm a part of it too. And the thing is, like, when people see an influx of growth, they don't go, "Oh wow, that's fake." Blah blah blah. It's like, no, like this, it's done through the giveaways. Like this is an actual way to grow your following. And then right. it's just like that because the thing is, before this, what people would do, they would pay what 500 bucks to buy fake followers and become have a million followers, whatever. And that's what you and I are just seeing, which is like all foolish, like all bullshit, like. There's no way this person should have a million followers, but they do. They're going to get 10 likes a photo or five fucking comments. I don't fucking, oh, sorry. I'm cursing. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. And so how, how do, give me the two examples then. I come to you. I'm Jeff. I say, Brendan, I want to do this giveaway uh, for, give me both examples. One's supposed to get you 100, one gets you 250. What is the price? How does that work pricing? Um, since the international one is, uh, international is going to be cheaper, right? Because it's not an American audience. Um, because most of the businesses and brands that we deal with want an American audience. So the American audience for 100,000 followers is around $10,000 for a slot. For the, okay. the 250,000 followers, which is done through uh, Kimberly, she's international, but that could be about $8,000 for that slot. It's, it's more followers, but it's cheaper because the audience isn't based in America. It's based in a globally. Okay. And... Very interesting. I mean, it's super interesting. I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like, man, if I spend, do if I do that now, I go to like four hundred thousand essentially overnight mm-hmm. or in like a two weeks. That just it sounds crazy, but again, like it's uh, more about. I'd be worried that it's legitimate, but the the again the, the cool thing about these is it is real people. There's actually people actively following the giveaway, clicking, doing it. There's no robots. There's no. Um, it's not fake at all, you know, cause that, that's the thing I know. Like I've seen cheap stuff where people say, Hey, I have 500 bucks. I'll get you to 200,000. And it's like, well, that doesn't do anything for me. I don't care. I don't want a 200,000 fake account. So, but this is like, you're paying for it, but it's the real people. And yeah. And, uh, and so you're paying for an audience. It's no different than paying for a collaboration. Or right. Advertisement. And, and how, how much, how many people generally do this? Cause so, so just to understand the, the economics of this, the influencer gets approached mm-hmm. you guys or whoever, maybe it's like, it's, and it, is it just you doing this or is there like several people that it's your giveaway? One, one spot. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gear in this whole machine. Like I've, I've got a bunch of partners. Um, no, I'm, just, I'm saying like, is it giveaway gurus? Is that like the organization doing this or does this, does this woman, let's just take the Jake Paul, right? That's who the next one is. With Jake for for a thousand for ten grand to do that, um, 
how does does I'm, my my understanding and how I've heard in the past, like they have basically negotiated a rate, right? So mm-hmm. they get paid amount to do to go through with this giveaway. They get mm-hmm. paid now. Their number is it based on the number of of uh, people that pay you pay the, the the group, or are they just a set fee and you guys try to get as many as you can? Like, is there is that, it's different per influencer and per celebrity. It's different. Okay, so it feels very. Some people very. prices. Some people want to have uh, have a piece of it. Some people will uh, will do a little bit up front and a little bit on the back end, or they'll do zero up front and then on the back end. Like it just depends. It's never like set. Like it's always. Okay. But is there? So I guess that's yes. Okay, makes sense. So it's just you know like a typical giveaway though. There could be anywhere. It's a wide range then, but it's just a matter. That's where you guys. That's where the business comes in. The contacts having people to to, to go, and that that really comes down to the bottom line because it's it's uh the the giveaway is happening. So it's up to you. You know if you get ten people or a hundred people. It's a, that's a big swing. And then the, you have to pay out. Okay. Makes sense. Very, very interesting. All right. Well, I'm, I'm interested. So I'm uh, maybe, maybe give that a, a go here at some point. Uh, we'll have to chat. Um, tell me a little bit about the drop shippers. This is something I know you said you, you've had a pretty successful business with this, but currently you are, you, you're, you've got your clients and you're not really, this isn't something you're looking to add to, but what is this exactly? How does that work? Okay. So basically in 2019, we built a massive company, um, that's all focused on automating drop shipping businesses. So we have employees internationally, and we took, took on clients from America to from Canada to Australia, etc. And what they did is they paid us the next amount of dollars to manage their store for them, utilize their credit lines, and build them an income through e-commerce. We manage their stores, and we we hit about 500 clients this past year. So we blew up really really fast, and then Q4 was a bit insane so literally we're just focused on the clients that we have right now so we can give them our full attention interesting okay so that's one of your and we put uh serial business owners so these are you you do you have your hand in in several pies and you looks like you uh you're kind of keeping with the times and, and moving so it does seem like this especially in this industry it does go quickly right things change and, and you have to be up on the algorithms you have to be up on what's going on and and being ahead of the curve because things really do overnight shift which instagram's hot there's other platforms uh tell me a little bit about tiktok triller are you do you use either do you have thoughts on those uh platforms i think tiktok is freaking amazing i have not jumped on it yet i've re-uploaded some old content there once in a while but nothing really taken off personally because like i'm looking at the trend and it's it's a completely different platform. It's a completely different algorithm, but it's definitely worth learning just because this platform literally has no limits. Like you can have a hundred followers on on TikTok and have a video that goes viral and have a million views. Like you can't do that anywhere else. You can't do that on like Instagram or Facebook. Like TikTok, you you can become your, your content can go viral randomly. And so we're as in like Facebook and Instagram, we're posting once a day. Or even once a day is a lot. Once a week is like somewhat acceptable, right? On TikTok, you can upload an unlimited amount of times a day and it's not seen down as, or you're not looked down on. Like, it's just a different platform completely. It's really interesting. And what about Triller? Do you have any thoughts on Triller or have you not? I literally just heard about um, I don't even know what it is. Okay. It's. I, my understanding, and I have a friend pretty heavily involved, and he just sort of explained it to me. But it's a direct competitor with TikTok, and it's like music videos. So you're like allowed, or music, you're allowed to use artists' music 
in the videos. And they, I think they have a partner with the weekend, uh, some other big names, you know, they have some, like, they have some partners that do music, but you're basically allowed to license, license music you can use in the videos. And it's, it's very similar, but I, I don't have, I don't know the, the full scope. I just know it competes directly with, um, with, with TikTok, And it's very similar. I guess TikTok is Asia, Asian based. It's owned and from, from there, from that group and somewhere in Asia, I don't know exactly who, but uh, Triller is in the U S and it's, it seems to be growing very fast. And it's also a short videos has music involved with it, you know, and um, I, don't, I don't really understand, but it's, it's, it's definitely, it's in terms of growth and, and what's hot. Like it seems to be a very popular amongst teenagers, young kids and, and, and growing. So yeah, that's the thing. You just don't know, right? Like that you, Facebook wasn't around. I remember in 2008, I was a freshman in college and my friend told me, get on. You had to have a, a email address. There was a university to mm-hmm. sign on to Facebook. And so this is what, 12 years ago, you know, 13, 14 years ago, Facebook wasn't around. And now that's like the whole, what, how many people billion in the world have wow. it. They're doing incredible stuff. Instagram too. What Instagram there was, there was an Instagram, Maybe what, how many years ago? I don't know. It's been around for seven, seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. Yeah, I remember Instagram became a thing like right when I graduated high school, so like twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Yeah, maybe ten. I mean, I think I got on in two thousand twelve, and I was a little behind. So I don't. I, I just. Uh, but but that's it. It's like what's next? Twitter. Yeah, I think Twitter's kind of funny too. Twitter's like basically taking Facebook's um, away, like status. When you remember, you used to like say what you're doing. It's like. Uh-huh. What, and at the moment, they just basically pulled a piece of that. And same thing with Instagram. They took a piece of Facebook, was uploading photos and doing it, and they just made an app for for that. So um, it's interesting. You just don't know. Like, you don't know what the next big thing is and, and what's going on. You got to keep up with it. We have a lot of questions, and we have a $55 giveaway on Twitter. And uh, let's, let's knock down some questions because this usually takes a while. So we're going to run through some of these is there anything else any other business type uh ventures or things that you are focused on at the moment you want to touch on or that's a lot we already covered numerous different platforms you're doing anything else any other messages advice if someone wants to do what you're doing um not that you're looking to encourage comp super competition but if someone says you know what i want to get into this this field this space domain what would be some some uh advice you would give to someone that's just trying to like that's at home, kind of lost, doesn't have a job maybe to try to break in or do something similar? Um, if, if you're in that kind of situation, like before jumping into what I do, social media-wise, e-commerce-wise, like I learned arbitrage. Like arbitrage is basically just flipping shit. Like finding one marketplace, like another, like, go, like I, I don't know how to employ this more because like Gary Vee talks about it a bunch, but it's some real shit. Like I've seen kids that literally have no money left in their bank account they go work a job stack up a hundred bucks flip that hundred bucks to three hundred then a thousand then two thousand like because right now if you're stuck if you're at home right now you don't know what you're gonna do but you need to make money like dude there's freaking offer up facebook marketplace craigslist just go to walmart go find shit for cheap and go relist it and go sell that and make money like it's like that's the advice i'd give anyone if they don't know what they're doing right now like go yeah it's true now. I, it just, it's a blessing and a curse in my mind that nowadays technology is so prevalent. There's so many options and opportunities like this. I mean, this phone right here, like this, you can do so many things at any time. Like you're always on, you can always, you're always in the mix, right? Like back 20, 30 years ago, you had to work, do something. Now it's like, you can literally create, build, 
you know, start a website, start something for not very much money and, and build something, you build your own business and, and, and be active. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there. You just got to get creative and there's information. There's a lot of you on YouTube, the internet, there's, there's ways you can find, learn, become a specialist in, in industry. So, um, that's, that's, that's good advice. All right, let's, uh, let's hop over. There are some poker questions. There's some random questions. Let's, let's dive in here. Do you normally get this many questions? Uh, you know, it's, 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 we got an interactive audience. It's good. Yeah. There's, I mean, this, this is about right. I'd say, but this is, uh, considering that again, you're not a, not saying you're not a poker star. Cause I know you do well and you're, it's a hobby, but this is a lot. I was more than I thought, like I thought I didn't think there'd be so much, um, engagement, but this is good. So let's, uh, let's get right into it. Do you think the strategy playing poker resonates similarly to your strategy in business? I like that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there, there's a simple saying that I've heard growing up my entire life, and it's uh, a loser with a plan will beat a beat an expert without one. Right? Like it's the same thing with business, same thing with poker. Like I, don't know, I remember my uh, my first year playing poker. It was just like the first year playing uh, running a business. I was definitely in the hole. I think I was in for over a hundred thousand dollars my first year playing poker, and that was like being a degenerate, freaking like like partying and then going playing, like not being like you know at my best state of mind. Or honestly, I think my biggest mistake playing poker is also my biggest play, mistake in business is that when you sit at a poker table, you have to realize like no one's your friend. Like <laughs> I know that sounds, but same thing with business. Like it, it, when you're when you're out there, it's like dude. Like it's a good thing to collab maybe, but like in poker, obviously that's not okay. But like learning from people, being mentored, learning your stuff, like it's one thing. But when you're sitting down at a table, you got to understand you're there to like, you know, take everyone for everything that they've got. Like you have to have that edge in your head, right? Like when I sit down, I think about, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to ruin this guy's freaking life because he can't pay his mortgage this month because I'm going to take his whole stack. Like, I don't know. Like it sounds dark, but like it's the only way. That like I can actually consistently be be at my like I don't know to be sharp because when I play for fun, man, those swings are stupid and you just don't really care as much and you start making simple mistakes. Like I don't know, I feel like that's how it's very similar when it comes to business. Like you, you just got to be on your, you got to be on point. You got to know what you're doing. Like when you're playing cards, like it's not like be passionate about it, have fun doing it, but you're not there to have fun with your friends. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, for sure. There's a time for, there's a time to be, you know, friendly and, pre- um, you know, there's time to be kind of cutthroat and you're going for it. And there's a time to be buddy, buddy. And I, I do think that there's just so many things you can apply. It's like playing golf. I don't know if you play any golf. Oh yeah. I'll up. I did. I'm definitely getting back into it this year. I haven't, I, I'm not good, but I like, it's like same thing. You go golf. It's not really about, you know, shooting scratch or being great, but that you learn stuff about people. A lot of business is done on golf course or at the poker table. You get to understand someone. Are they honest? Are they ethical? How do they handle a loss? How do they handle when they win? Are they gracious? You know, you can really get a lot, a lot out of, um, you know, you can, you can learn a lot about someone and, and, and doing those things. I actually just noticing right now um, was a pretty big typo here, but it says uh, Brendan is a series business owner, which makes no sense. So it's supposed to be serial, uh, S C R I A L. And I actually made a, a note in a, cause there's a question about it and I, I specified it. So my, uh, my man is like uh, 99%, but he can't be perfect in 2020 officially. That is a, we're not, we're already, there goes the perfect game. So, um, either way we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. It happens. I actually see the next question. Owner of what series is the question. So, uh, serial. We're serial. Uh, we'll just move on from that. Where did you start your job? So where did it start? Where did you, uh, where did it officially like 
you woke up, saw the, the light, and did you create a website, created an Instagram account, created a um, a target? When did you actually get it started? I mean, like my business now, or when did I like be like become an entrepreneur? Like which so uh, yeah, I guess uh, let's go with uh, become an entrepreneur. I think that's more you know more okay. relevant. So when I was twenty years old, I was pitched on becoming a millionaire. And you might have heard of this net, this uh, this industry called network marketing. Uh, you know they call it pyramid scheme sometimes, right? Uh, which th- it isn't, but I can see how people get big. That that's how I got my start, though. Like I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. All I knew was I had a really good job. But that whole industry really opened up, like becoming my own boss to me, though. But th- that's how it started. Like I got pitched, and then I saw social really taking off. People were posting online. And while I was in that industry, I started building my social media platforms and that's how it all started. But, you know, it was more like a cocoon phase, like, you know, now I'm a beautiful butterfly in business. But before that, network marketing was, uh, was how I got my start. Awesome. Um, what did, so what is it, what did poker teach you about running a business? We kind of, it's sort of the same question, but is there anything that you would say that poker specifically, you could say that you learned like, oh, at the poker table, this, and then you applied it? Yeah, um, play the man and 80% studying, 20% playing. Same thing with business. Same shit. You got to keep up with the times. You can't If you're executing 24-7, if you're playing 24-7 and the game changes, which the game in business and in poker constantly changes, yep. you got to study, man. Like It's so important. For sure. No, it isn't. And every situation is different, right? You're going to play your hand in this specific spot. You're going to play differently against uh Taurus versus a pro you're going to play if you have this many chips they have that many things different situations it's not always the same right you got to adapt you got to be on your toes i agree with that um biggest home game you've ever played do you play any home games or only at the oh, yeah, i love home games, <laughs> home games yeah. are my favorite. um well half and half they're my favorite half the time they don't have to cash which always check if people bring cash like, like if you're gonna play home games but right that that um, sitting for ten and walking out with a bit of forty—that was a home game in Texas. Awesome. 20, wait, twenty. What was it? Twenty forty. Uh, well, I took. I sat down with ten and I walked out with a little bit over forty k. Well, it was a uh, big. What was the stakes? Blinds like oh, stakes. I told it was one two PLO, but the straddles. It went from like one two four eight sixteen thirty two sixty four one twenty eight. Oh, like, yeah, it's really like when you're playing. Uh, do you feel more comfortable playing online poker or in person? Do you play any online on WSOP or any stuff in Nevada or ACR or anything? Nothing like that. I play like on like, you know, the triple P apps and like poker bros and stuff like that. With like my Aussie mates sometimes and stuff like that. But like I, I run definitely a lot better alive. Um, but, you know, comfortably, I guess, you know, no matter what online feels more comfortable, like I'm on my couch rather than sitting in an com- uncomfortable chair all day. Right. Do you have any plans for 2020 goals? Anything in particular you're looking to hone in on focus for 2020? Um, really just focus on building all my brands and businesses right now and hopefully play some more poker. Like I'm trying to play a lot more lately. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it keeps me on my toes when I play. For sure. Do you consider yourself a recreational or a professional or somewhere in between? Uh, definitely recreational. Like I, I don't think I can ever become a professional poker player because a professional poker player would be someone that, you know, lives off of their poker income. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I keep that stuff separate obviously, but 
I don't think I could ever be considered a professional. So I don't really, it's not really a goal. Okay. And this is the questions. I saw this a couple times. What is wake up now? What is that? What is that referencing? Oh my God. First network marketing company got pitched. Oh, these must be people that knew me from way back in the day. Like I told you, like when I started uh, entrepreneurship, I got pitched on a network marketing company. That's how I opened my eyes to it. Uh, um, okay. I see a couple questions. What did teacher tell, what did poker teach you about business? We answered that with the same questions. Um, <laughs> do you know, this is a guy I must know you. Nadim Naziri says, who do you regard other than myself as the best poker player? Do you know him? Cause that's a pretty funny thing. Uh, uh, I meet a lot of people online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe play with them at the encore. So anyway, he says, yeah. So who do you, who do you think is the best at poker? Who is someone you've maybe played with live or also just seen on TV uh, that you, you really like think are great players? Frick. There's, there's just a huge list now, right? Like cash game wise, most recently, it's probably my boy Kelly out of Irvine. Like I've, I've never had my ass banged so hard by someone in my life, especially recently. I was just like, I think he took me for like probably within a week of over 15 I was just like, he just, he just took me, like rode me. Like it was just ridiculous. Luckily I took other people later, but it was just like, yeah. damn. I was, he just got memory. He seems to play, know what to do in the spots. Oh, he's just, he's just been playing for a long time. And uh, yeah, he's just, he, he's, he knows how to change gears really, really, really quick. Like, I think that's a huge thing I need to work on is changing my gears. Okay. That's, uh, that's a fair answer. And uh, who is it? This question from... Argento, is it hard for people to grasp the idea of being a friend versus being a salesman? Interesting. Uh, talking about, I guess, like because that, that must that also must be something you're dealing a lot with, right? You get people like you know, I consider we're friends, we're we're cool, but you're also maybe we're doing some business and stuff. So how do you kind of balance that, like being friend and and, uh, and selling? I mean, stuff? It's always it's it's always like it just depends on the situation, right? Like for me, I never go unless like the environment is already set, like the parameters are set, like oh, we're meeting each other for this. Oh, we're going to talk about an exchange of goods or services or time, whatever it is. But like, if I just, I don't just talk to people to like sell them stuff. Like I, I make food right. friends every day. And if they happen to want to do something I'm working on or work on something together, or if they have something that I want to look at, like, I don't see Like, I don't know. It, salesman is such a weird word. Like I think about yeah, it's, it's, it's like, got negative connotations. It's, I, it's like, it's true. It's like what you're saying, you know, it's like you're, if you got someone you think it's relevant for, like we mm-hmm. talk business or you say, Hey, look, I got this giveaway. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Like it's going to be relevant to what I'm doing. I'm interested in it. You're not, you know, it's like different if you go on like hard pitching guys or like just, you know, trying to get your friends to do stuff that you don't think would be good for them. Or, you know, you know, it's not a great deal, but that, that's a, yeah. So that term does have sort of sounds like negative, right. But it's not, you know, it has that, that, that feel to it. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, Okay. Uh, what, what was, uh, how did you first get into poker? Do you remember the first time you ever played with friends or how you heard about it? What year and, and what was it? Uh, so I was nine years old. I, I never took, it wasn't, it wasn't like random. My uncle, this is the funniest thing ever. This is how we actually poker. My uncle gave me $20 for Christmas. And then he said, Hey, I'll play you poker. And he took it back in the poker. <laughs> he took my, all my money, but I was nine. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, wow. but that's how I got introduced to the game. I got hustled. That got you. That got you into. Uh, that got you into. It. That's hilarious. Yeah. That, that was the first 
experience. But then it took a while, probably, right? You didn't play. It's like you were playing the next no, day. No, I, didn't take, I didn't take poker seriously or like play a lot till I moved to Australia. Um. Okay. And yeah, someone else asked about Wake Up Now, so it must be your name comes up in Google or something. That, that must be it, because this guy I know. What's up? He was even live in the chat. How's it going, Pug Million Sixty Nine? Um. What? Okay. And then what? What drew you to poker? And like, what? What? What do you think is the thing that the the excitement? What got you to like be playing so much now? What do you? What do you feel about? I mean, like, I I, I hate blaming my genetics, but like, you know, I, I love the sweat. Um, I am Korean. I used to gamble a lot, play blackjack. Like, I, at one point in my life, I was literally playing blackjack to pay rent because I lost my income streams when I was like twenty one or something. Um, and then I got, and then I got into poker, and I just realized like my swings were a lot less. You know, once I started getting it down and like I don't know, kept playing against other people instead of the house, and then you know, just it was just different. Like you use more of your brain than than playing all the other games in the casino. You know. Right. Absolutely. No, it's nice. It is. It's fun. And even it's even true. Like a guy, recreationals, they like it to you a blackjack or let's say double zero percent every spin. You're losing five dollars and forty cents on a hundred dollar bet. Just simple math. Yeah. Whereas poker, there's a uh, you know, you have control. You can decide when you put big money in or not. And 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 and, and, and you know, it's it is. It's a it's a fun, fun game. Um, someone asked what type of businesses you run. We did cover that already. Professional NLH. Uh, what are the oh someone asking Triton high roller main event this year? I got I'm rocking the Triton shirt today. I'll be in Jeju, South Korea. Uh, any any chance you play what's tournament? Yeah, have you played any tournaments? Do you watch the Triton footage coverage? Are you familiar I, I love the Triton footage. I try, like it's definitely I definitely watch it, but like I, I I've never stepped into that tournament role. I'm definitely down to try it, but like I've just I don't like I've never I've never really looked into it like cash is i just like I just like playing really big cash yeah it's fun too cash you can go in and especially you're doing business you're kind of you're on, not really looking probably to stay for days in a row locked in cat tournaments are fun but if it's not a professional thing it's it's harder to do that because it does yeah. take takes days and and, and can be more of a commitment so um what type of what are the three most important human skills for a successful business what do you think to be a business owner what are some important traits um, open to criticism, um, being able to adjust quickly, like, you know, like stutter step. And, um, I would say like commitment. Like it. Uh, the, what age were you when you earned your first money? So what was like the, when you got first some business return where you were doing something that was actually producing steady income? Well, I had a job for two years from like 18 to 20 and that was, that was decent, but I made my first six figures when I was about, I want to say 19 or 20. Um, and then from there, it's just been, you know, it's been a roller coaster, but things have definitely gotten a lot better in the past year. What, what was your, what were you doing 18 to 20? Uh, 18 to 20, I was an architectural and structural draftsman, the complete random, random job. Like, it, it's like nothing to do with what I do now. I, I have not touched a CAD program in six years. Like, it, it's some random thing that, like, I've never really. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's cool, though. That's fun. Sounds like a good, interesting thing to do, though. Um, would you con- consider investing in poker career as a business investment? I guess a little English translation there, but do you consider investing in poker as a business like 
don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But you want to buy, pe- buy people's action or what startup? Yes. Start a yeah. Do you, do you ever do that? Do you ever go to statekings.com and buy a sweat? You're familiar with that site? Uh, I've, I've seen it, but I'm definitely going to be more active with it this year. I just I didn't really understand it last year. I just saw it everywhere, but I didn't get it. But yeah, I definitely want to want to sweat with you guys this year. If I'm not already right. playing. Yeah, for sure. There you go. When did you get your first tattoo? Let's talk about this. This is interesting. I have seen some of your Instagram and there you go. You got tats and then screen popping up there. What, uh, what's when, how many tattoos do you have? When did you get your first one? Tell me some about this. This is a lot. You got a lot. It looks like definitely I have over 20. My first tattoo, very corny, 17 years old, ex-girlfriend on my shoulder. <laughs> Super cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all right. And then did you get it removed or you still have it? Uh, it's still there. <laughs> What's the initials? No, not initials. It was like, it's a, it's in Korean. Oh, it's in symbol. Yeah. It's in a symbol. So like, oh, people so, don't know, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's almost like what, okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a heart with two initials, us initials. Or something. Uh, okay. I got it. Okay. And tell me 20. Wow. So what's your, what's one, maybe the more meaningful ones or ones that you really are, are like, if you had to tell someone about one, I mean, like my tattoos that mean the most are the ones like, um, when I was 14, I, I lost my best friend to, uh, suicide and like bullying and stuff. And that, those are the ones I cherish the most, but yeah. Okay. So I, I got there real quick. My bad. <laughs> no, well, hey, look, I mean, that's uh that's, yeah, it's a lot of tattoos and, that, that's it looks like you have uh is that something you want to do more of or is that is that you've got oh, kind of yeah. are you good no, you're ready to go I'm, more? I'm gonna be tatted up all the way up and down awesome oh i love it that's cool um i don't know what this means uh how do you oh yeah how did so you dropped out of school how did your parents react to that uh, i got kicked out of my house whoa when was what year was that i was 17 years old so like 2011 Wow, and now what it was that? So is that something now that they see you? No, 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 we're good now. They, 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 it's the best thing that could have happened to me. Like everything that I experienced after that, like family, family at the end of the day, and we're, we're close to ever now, so it's fine. Very cool. Well, that's uh, yeah. Sometimes you know the 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 adversity in those type of situations can can uh, can make you stronger and, and better, and that's good to hear that that's that's worked out. Now um, we did talk about this already, Lucas. 50, 15-0-4-9-4. This is uh, we talked about co-founder drop shippers. He did explain this. You got to go back in the vlog. Someone asked you like Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean who doesn't? Yeah, he's pretty special comeback this last year. Uh, a lot of questions about poker business. Do you have any resolutions or challenges in twenty twenty? Any New Year's resolutions specifically for health, life, business? I don't really, I don't like resolutions. I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I'm just not one of those guys. I'm just I don't really think a new year means that like I don't know. I don't think it really means anything. It's just like make a decision to do something, just do it. Like a year shouldn't right. really change that. Okay. Um do you do sports? Any sports you like to play, watch? Uh, I grew up playing lacrosse in like high school and stuff, but obviously, you know, with business and everything, I don't really have time for much of athletic time, but I definitely should get in the gym. And how do you budget your bankroll or control your bankroll? Do you have a poker set bankroll? You keep an eye oh. on that. You know, you play games you play. I'm sure you're very healthily rolled, you, the stuff you're playing, but do you have a, do you have a, like, 
you follow bankroll Kelly criterion on the wrist? Like, do you go to the casino and say I have maximum loss, and if you win an amount, you leave, or do you just kind of go and play? I go and play, but like the most I'll, the most I'll buy in for a night's like 10k, and I usually keep my poker money in cash in a safe and stuff. Okay. Do you have any plans to play the WSOP? Would you play a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar World Series event? Does that interest you? I mean, the poker is always very packed and, and popular during the summer because of the World Series. A lot of people in town and games are good. But is that something you've, that you'd be interested in playing? I'm down to give it a try. But the cash games during that time are definitely a lot of fun. So you know, it's hard to get away from it. And your favorite song, music. Do you have any current music that you love that's just like you're, you just like replay? Is there any songs that stand out? I think the only consistent person I listen to is Russ. Other than that, that's about it. All right. What's your biggest cash game loss and what did you do afterwards? Do you remember a big cash game session that just like rattled you? 20. 20K. How did that happen? What happened after? Where, you, where is that? Were you pretty upset or did you just kind of lick it? I just like took a break. The wounds? It took like a two month break. <laughs> I needed it. I really needed it. Cause like the only reason I, I could even get that deep is that I got emotional about it. And like, I, I couldn't just walk away and stuff. So I just needed to breathe. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a good loss, te- you know, motivates you and gets you refocused on things. Uh, I know sometimes after uh, a bad beat or something I get out and it's not really, I don't feel like I dwell on it and it makes me sad. Like it kind of makes me like man inspired and sort of say, Hey, you know, let's do better and, and let's uh, let's get everything into gear. So, Cookie the Cast Cat or Dog Person, or uh, what do you, who, 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 uh, what do you got to do? Cat or dog? What do you mean? Uh, would I rather have a cat or a dog? Like, I have a dog. So yeah, are you a cat or dog person? I'm a dog, dog person for sure. Yeah. Okay. What makes you happy after a tough day? Do you, what's, what do you do for like downtime to relax? Poker. <laughs> Poker, I like that answer. What's your favorite cigar? We got you in the cigar uh, picture on the profile banner. What's your what's your go to? Uh, man, uh, that's a hard one. Opus X. There you go. What is? Do you invest in stocks? And if so, what are your top three ticket symbols for the new year? Do you have any stocks? I've got a I've got a wealth manager that does that stuff. I don't really I don't pick any of that stuff. That's uh, just that's um, just something I'm not interested in. Yeah. Uh, your picture looks like a mafia boss. I'd agree. Where are you from? Korea, right? Korea originally born and raised. Born and then moved to Australia and then to LA. Yeah, okay, Vegas. Born in Korea, then moved to California. Moved to Australia like four years ago. I just got back in August this year. Okay. We got some other questions we already have answered and was it tough in the beginning to start your business was it like did you find it just some electric and fun got right into it straight up or was it kind of like man i don't know this isn't working or this is tough and i don't know if i want to do it I mean, like passion has to carry you through it like no matter what things will go wrong like every like no matter what things go wrong like it's being a business owner is all about like putting out fires like <laughs> something bound about something bad is bound to happen no matter what just how you really like react to it. It's what makes or breaks you. I agree completely with that. Stuff happens. Shit happens. Bad things happen. Business, life, everything. Things are going to go down. Someone asks, are you married? No, I'm not married. Not married? Girlfriend, are you on the market? Are we Are we doing a, a Tiger auction here? Are people going to get uh, get to send in their resumes or what's, give us a little insight? I'll keep that to myself for now. <laughs> 
make that make you think everyone out there good luck so all right we asked a lot of a lot of a lot of good questions a lot of interesting stuff i think we've got to dive in we've got a, a good look into brendan teager and if you were to call to action people watching today you know, I, I said like i said that sounds very interesting about the giveaway uh, guru stuff that we're talking about is there any other type of things that if people are interested to to go check your stuff out go check your podcast or i'm sorry your uh your well, you, have a, you have a Facebook page, I see. We'll show that here. You also have a YouTube channel. And then your Instagram, You is it fair to say your Instagram you spend the most time on and that's the most yeah. best way to keep up with what you're doing? Definitely uh, Instagram or brendanteager.com. Those are the two ways to get in contact with me. Oh, there is a website. I didn't know, I didn't know you had brendanteager.com. So check that out. And... There it is right there. It's very cool. All right. So you do have a website there. There's the ways you can get in touch with Brendan. Check out all the things he's doing. Uh, I really appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and do a giveaway, $55 ticket courtesy of you and Party Poker. Why don't you tell me when to draw it? Someone's going to win the 55 ticket and then we will... Uh, let you be meeting up i hope in vegas or la soon or let me know if you want to come to a party poker stop this year and and do some stuff maybe we could work out a cool collaboration some kind of uh, a televised like cash game as well with you doing with a few people we've done that before on one of the stops there's uruguay coming up there's uh bahamas in november that's the one i would definitely say you want to go to that's like one of the coolest stops there's also vegas they have the party stop in the summer in vegas so i mean i'll be there yeah let me know i'll be there all right. I love it. So why don't you count us down? Tell me when someone's going to win this $55 ticket on your command. Tell me when. Okay. Uh, did I just say whenever? Yeah. Boom. Someone 55 coming in right there. LO Lasso Poker. I think they've won before. This looks like a familiar account. They might have a, they might have a, a, a hack here, bro. Cause this guy just shipped it again and uh, maybe even this ticket, maybe th- three or four tickets. So pretty, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. There's another win, but uh, Brendan, man, I appreciate it so much. I know you, it was early. You said you had a, you had a dentist or some kind of, you said you yeah, have a great night's sleep. My teeth are messing with me. Super bad. All right. Well, I do appreciate you rallying. Thank you so much. We're here in the UK. I'm going to win this Millions main event on Saturday. We'll see you on a future stop. I appreciate it. I'm going to chat with you. I want to check in with some of the things you're doing uh, after the show talk. And then thanks again, man. Appreciate the time. It was awesome. Really learned a lot. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. Leave your comments below. Check it out. This will be out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, all the places as well as the replay on our YouTube channel here. So thanks again, Brennan. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, Jeff. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.